Are you kidding me? The guy asked for something spooky. Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicles. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercings? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Potty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail. All unnecessary and appropriate backlash on one side of the table we have chump slap okay i'm gonna take a breath here i think you might be saying something you don't quite mean what i'm hearing is you don't want the tacos <laughs> on the other side of the table dr scientist why so you can write it in your little report you aren't ready for what i think my name is papa scotch and as i always say i've been on this hate diet all week i just eat cookies and talk shit <laughs> welcome to potty time Rare one this week, uh, we obviously have nothing for the crevice. All we have to note is we are live in the studio. Well, we're not live. The three of us <laughs> are in the studio together for the first time since... COVID. COVID? Like, no, before that. Christmas 2018? 19. 2019. 2019. Yeah. So it's been two years since we've been in the same room together. It's a little weird. Boy, it stinks in here. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like ground beef. I don't, and I don't it didn't know what smell that like is. this last week. None of us ate that. No. I was fucking around with a lot of garlic today. That might be me. Any hoodles. <laughs> uh, this week, we're giving you guys a little something special. We are talking about fighting games this week. <laughs> nice. Now, we do this every once in a while. We, have, we call it a very special episode where, uh, you know, we, we stray away a little bit from our standard structure of talking about a certain video game, and uh, we give you guys a little, a little treat. Everybody loves it. They tell us how much they love it. They send us so many emails. <laughs> they do love it. About how much they love it. So this week, like I said, fighting games. Uh, how, how, how many fighting games do you think you guys have played? I've played a lot. I, don't, I can't really quantify it. Well, sure, but... <sighs> 17. 17? Okay. I'd, uh, uh-huh. I'd say it's the category of game I like playing the most, but I'm terrible at. I think that's a good way to quantify it, yeah. Because yeah. I love them. I, I kind of faded away from them. Like, I played a couple of games on this list uh, in the 90s and then kind of stopped. Yeah. And I didn't, because I just would play other people online and just get my ass kicked immediately. I was thinking, you can play the computer pretty good, but once you play somebody else. Yeah. What, I, I once online play became a thing. I stopped playing pretty much. Yeah, it became huge for fighting games. Yeah. And once I was like, okay, I'll take my skills online. Let's see how I do. (laughs) Got my ass kicked so bad every single time. Or I'd just be like, people would use the one character that's super cheap. Yeah. And just just spam the same moves. Low kick. Low kick. Yeah. Love it. A lot of sub-zero low kick freeze, low kick freeze, low kick freeze. It's a great time. (laughs) You could also do the slide freeze, slide freeze. It might have been the slide freeze. Maybe the second one. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's very frustrating, though. It was super frustrating. I didn't care for it at all. So that, mm-hmm. then I kind of walked away, and then, I don't know, I never really came back. Yeah. But they're fun. I still play them every once in a while when they're free on PlayStation Plus. Just download them, play them a little bit. Like, all right, not good at that one. Get out of here. Yeah. I, I like going through like the tournament style and finishing that off and, and getting a good, you know, finishing the 10 fighters or 15 or whatever I do. Yeah. Or like the Injustice ones where there's a story to it. Yeah, I never played those either. They were fun. I just don't like how they make you buy all the DLC now if you want all the characters yeah, and that's shit. True. That's true. I remember when everything used to be unlockable. Good times. Or was a <laughs> secret character that you had to unlock through doing magical bullshit. Yeah, Nasty. exactly. Like Smoke. Remember him? Oh, Or Noob Sabat. Noob Sabat. 
Or am I thinking a new spot? Doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> the two different ones, I'm pretty sure. The smoke was toasty. Yeah. Or was that reptile? That was reptile. Wow. Well, we're not talking about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We are going to kick this off. We're going to start with a game from our pal and friend, Chomp Slap. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? You Let's start talking about it. What game are you, gonna, what, what game are you bringing up right now? I'm bringing up one of my first fighting game loves, I'd say. It's the only killer instinct. <laughs> now, I'm going to be honest with all our, all our listeners because they deserve that. <laughs> yes, they do. I didn't do any research on Killer Instinct. Is this the one with the dinosaurs? Yes. It has a raptor. Oh, I was thinking of Primal Thing or whatever. Primal Rage. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. Man. I oh, then I, am, I am way off. I don't this know what we're talking about. Something. I, this I, is the ultra combos. The yeah. Ultra, ultra. You can do like 70 hit combos to somebody. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. so infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Plus, they were really easy to do. You just had to like type in like down forward. X while you're doing a regular combo and it just went into ultra combo mode. Oh my god! It just automatically did like a set. Oh my god! Like you just put the controller down and just kick your guy's ass across. I can't the imagine playing that online against someone because it's whoever jammed in down forward. Yeah, that was first. Uh, and was so close good. Enough. What uh? What kind? So it was a fighting game, obviously. Uh, when did it come out? Well, okay, it was released in the arcade in fall of '94, but released August 30th, 1995, for the SNES. That's when I played it. 1995. That's right. I remember it at the bowling alley in town. Yeah, I remember they had Mortal Kombat too. Did they also have, correct me if I'm wrong, the Terminator 2 pinball machine? Yes. Yes. And they also had the magic one. The magic one was really good. Oh, wow. You know, for a (laughs) shitty bowling, well, I guess the bowling alley was fine. Like, the bowling alley was pretty decent (laughs) for a bowling alley. You bowl. I mean, you know, nothing fancy. It was a bowling alley. But it was not a bowling alley where you were, like, afraid to get stabbed. It was fine. (laughs) No. But for like a little, I just remember there being a little tiny corner with like three machines. Yeah. And their machines were awesome. Yeah. And that's when I realized arcade games are a lot harder than home console oh, games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. They want, you got to keep throwing <sighs> in those quarters. They were impossible. Mortal Kombat was impossible. You can mark me on that. It, it had to be more about fighting someone else, right? Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Well, we, we might get to that. Yeah, uh, who, uh, who knows? Anyway, we're acting Killer Instinct. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, August 30th, 1995. Do you guys know what the first number one song was? I'm going to guess Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun. It's a good guess. Uh, Jeremy Peril Jam. You Are Not Alone by Michael Jackson. Wow, not even close. Oh. I don't even know that one. <laughs> no, but I think we've that's a repeat offender on this podcast. Well, I could see that. We've done 95 games yeah. a couple times now. Yeah, we sure did. Well, then I guess we'll know the number one movie, too, huh? Ghost Dad. Last Action Hero. Apollo 13. Uh, fuck. But I was, I was, I was pretty, pretty confident with that. <laughs> but I don't think, was it Last Action Hero? That was like a famous bomb. I don't think it was ever number one. It might have been the first week. That's a very small window. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it had Arnold Schwarzenegger in an action movie. It probably was at least one week, right? Had to be. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, back then, there was no internet to spread the news of how shitty it was right away. Although, I still love it. I think it's I a good still movie. love yeah. it. Because <laughs> I watched it when I was too young to realize, like, what a box office bomb was. I just kind of liked whatever movies came out. Yeah. And I just recently watched it. And it holds up. You did? We talked about it. Yeah. You guys remember that. <laughs> but let me talk about Killer Instinct. Yes, please. Yes, tell us about it. There's this mega corporation 
known as Ultra Tech, and they decide to have a tournament. And they invite fighters from all over the world to fight their creatures. They create creatures through genetic engineering and shit. Hmm, okay, I'm on board. And they also rip a hole in a dimensional portal to bring a two-headed Cyclops satyr thing named Idol. Oh, I remember Idol. Him. Yeah. This is, oh, I'm so lost. I don't, I don't remember I Idol. E-Y-E-D-O-L-L. Like Idol? Yeah. With, no, one L, I think. Maybe. Did this, was this game only NES? I think it was only Super Nintendo. Or, yeah, sorry, only SNES? Because I don't remember it being, I was a Sega kid and I don't remember ever seeing it on Sega. Yeah, I never owned it, but a friend of mine had it and I played it a shit ton, like every time I was there. Pretty sure it was released later on uh, Xbox. Very possible. Yeah. Sounds right. November 22nd, 2013. Oh, so just right after. <laughs> <laughs> no, some of my games are like that. It's like you look at the platform and there's just every platform since the Sega <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But this one was fun. It had, uh, see if you guys remember all these characters. Black Orchid. Nope. No. Mm. Well, she was an agent trying to stop the Ultra Tech. Because they're an evil corporation. I'm assuming Ultra Tech was spelled T-E-K. T-C-H. Oh, man. Ultra Tech. Was this then pitted as a story where it was like the Ultra Tech people versus the... I think it was just like a... The good guys. A free-for-all. Okay. And they just threw people in just to fight their creations to see what happens. I'm, that's fine with me. Because then there's this Chief Thunder. I remember him. Yeah. He had... Not stereotyped at all. Is he the one who did the head... like? The Mohawk headbutt thing? I think so. Didn't he have axes? Yeah. Yeah. I might be thinking of the one from Tekken, though. Yeah. I'm bringing some of these up. I have no idea who these fucking people <laughs> Well, anyway, he's looking for his brother. Don't know how that story turns out. Mm-hmm. I guess if we beat the game with him, he finds him. I don't remember any of that. We had Cinder, who was an escaped convict, and he had, like, a flame body, and he could shoot his arms like Dalsum hmm. with flames. Don't remember him at all. Fulgore? I remember the name. He's a cyborg from Ultratech. They created him to try to stop Jago. Oh, not. Oh, I found a great picture that has all of them. Uh, Cinder. Oh, this. My man's like the human torch. Is he on fire? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Some type of gene therapy turned him into a fire person or something. I don't remember. Dope. Then we have a Tibetan monk who trains as the tiger spirit or something, Jago. Mm. Glacius, an alien abducted by Ultratech, who's. I guess on their side to fight. Riptor, he's a raptor human clone. Yeah, dude, he's like beefy as fuck. Yeah. But that's this is strange. He's like a raptor everything but a human torso. Yeah, he's a raptor human hybrid, man. Well, yeah, but I thought there'd be more human in the hybrid. <laughs> a I guess A raptor? No, but speaking of where, we have a werewolf by the name of Saberwolf. Spelled with a de- uh, the U? W-U-L-F? Oh, man, these were crazy times, brother. They just didn't give a shit about spelling <laughs> Saberwolf was the easiest one to do the ultra combo on. I remember that. I've oh, seen all these guys. I remember them all now. Spinal, the undead warrior skeleton who yeah. had like now a shield. Now that I remember seeing. I remember seeing Spinal with a fucking sword and a shield. And be like, how is this skeleton fighting people? I don't know. He's undead. That's how. And then we got TJ Combo. Just a heavyweight boxer. He's like, if there's going to be a tournament, I'm going to fight in it. Yeah, but why is he still wearing his boxing gloves? To protect his hands. Yeah. That's all he knows, man. <laughs> That's true. Okay. I don't know how to punch without the gloves on. Yeah. He wraps them up, calls them the stinger. <laughs> I think he does. From the Simpsons. So that's that's the characters. You just fight each other with combos over and over again. There were also combo breakers in case you got 
locked in an ultra combo. You could just press down, right, square, or whatever. Boom. So it was just as easy to break the combo as it was to actually start it. Yes. You just had to know how to break it. Yeah, so if you're playing people who knew how to do their combo breaker, it was it wasn't a fun game. That way. <laughs> well, so did would did each combo ultra combo and combo breaker were they the same button set up for every no, character? No, I was just saying that because that's what came to my head. Okay, I don't I don't I don't know anything about the game. I think they might have had some moves that were like hold back for two seconds and forward and triangle or whatever X Y W whatever that like Super Fighter Nintendo. Moves? Yeah, but yeah, I just remember it being a fun game and looking back at the graphics of it now, it's just, wow. Yeah, like, do you remember playing some of these? They were like the pinnacle. Yeah, I remember when it first came out, I was like, this is the best looking fighting game oh, ever. Oh, yeah, especially these in the graphics. Arcade. Holy shit. 32-bit. Is that guy on fire? Is that a wolf? <laughs> it's a skeleton man. Yeah, oh, the boner so- man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, we forget that those arcade cabinets were designed to play that game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like having a console perfectly tuned for the one game. Man. So they always looked fat, like heads and shoulders above consoles. Nowadays, that gap is much smaller. <laughs> yeah, was, I think it's non-existent. What was the purpose of their fight? It was just, well, you had to kill Idol, I think. Okay. Because they, Ultratech, portaled him in from his prison. Mm. And they're like, yeah, hey, yeah, well, it's just a... Big company that just wanted people to fight their creations, like their raptors and saber wolves and shit. Sure, sure. You know, they just made enemies for people to fight, and they were like, hey, let's check it out, see if people can take them on or not. Hmm. Okay, well, it's a little bit of a thin story, but I think a lot of these are pretty thin stories. Yeah, this was 95, dude. This was all about the fighting. Oh, yeah. Getting those quarters, (laughs) getting people fighting. All about the combos, brother. We'll throw a loose story around it to make these assholes seem like they're grouped somehow, and then that's that's that. Yeah, exactly. That's all it was. Dunzo's. But it was good. Mm. So how many stars out of 27 would you give it? <laughs> Are we doing that? Looking back, story? I don't think so. A, t- a two. <laughs> we'll do a whole new metric for fighting games. How many punches to the face do you give it out of 12? Hmm. As a fighting game, not as a story or nothing. Just All, all combined. All together, taken as one. And this is just yours. I've never played I can't. I've never played. Uh, yeah. I, I played it a little bit, but not enough to. Uh, out of twelve, I'll give it a, a solid six. All right, six. Okay, so second question, follow up: If someone walked into this place right now with an SNES and that game and two controllers, and they were like, "Yo, do you want to play this?" Yeah, that's a yes. Okay, I, I think would, all yeses should be over six, right? Yeah, probably. Well, that's because there's no story, and you have to you have to weigh the story a little bit. That's you know? yeah, true. But as a fighting game, it's damn solid. Damn solid fighting game. Killer Instinct. First game we talked about. So now we're going to move on to a different series. And this time it is your uh, your game there, Dr. Scientist. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got for us? Uh, we got Tekken. Tekken. I'm sure a name everybody has heard. Oh, yeah. And it was uh, first released on September 21st, 1994 in the arcade. Huh? Damn. Guess which. I mean, you can easily guess which movie was number one. Pulp Fiction? Jurassic Park. Damn. 1994? That's what it says. Domestic box office for September 21st, 1994. I thought they came out in 1993. Whatever. Well, the number two movie is The Flintstones. Nice. Oh, wow. The live action Flintstones. With John Goodman and Rick, yeah. was it Rick Moranis Barney? Yeah, oh, so. yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, what a movie. <laughs> and the number one song is probably one Chump Slap Nose. 
I'll make love to you, my boys to men. I'll make love to <laughs> that's you. That's pretty fantastic. Oh, yeah. That one, that's, like you want me to. That's still I'll jammed hold out. you tight, baby, baby all through the night. Man. Man, we should. They do not make R&B jams like they no, used to. No, no. They just don't. No, man. Shit's whack. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is whack. Anyway, the whole point of the Tekken... All right, it's a worldwide tournament called the King of the Iron Fist. Oh, pretty I think it's badass. Like, it's an underground kind of thing, and it's run by the Mishima Zaibatsu, which I guess is just some criminal organization or some kind of thing, run by the Mishima clan. And from what I could figure out, it was the whole thing to see who could beat Hihachi Mishima. And they've had these worldwide tournaments, and there's only eight people left, and those are the main characters. Hihachi was the end guy for the first one? Yep. Okay. Each character had to fight through the thing, and they had to. They had a special one that was only for them, and then you've had to fight Hihachi at the end. Yeah, see, that's how. Oh, that's how Soul Calibur was. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and you could unlock the other ones. In, well, you couldn't at the arcade, but you could at home. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll go through the characters quick, and they each have their own special endings. They're not very in depth. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first character is Jack, which is he a boxer? No, he's a big robot. Uh, he's a Russian military machine sent to stop Hihachi's plans. Yes, yes, I remember him. Okay, okay. And uh, he has, with him is uh, P-Jack. You can unlock with him the special character. It's a prototype Jack unit. Pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Was so, it, different skin. Different yeah, skin. Yeah, was it like a palette swap situation? Yeah, they're different moves a little bit. Okay. But uh, his ending is, uh, he just gets mass produced. They make a whole bunch of jacks just like him. Well, I mean, if you're the perfect fighting machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you beat Hihachi, damn. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, the, this is also, in the first game, they didn't have special endings for the secret characters. So they kind of just, you just played through them, and if you beat it, you beat it. Weak. Okay, okay. Next character is King. Nice wrestler. Yeah, he's a wrestler with a, ti- a tiger mask. And uh, basically, he just entered the tournament to try and win money to save an orphanage. And oh, What a nice dude. <laughs> when, when if you beat the game with him, he saves the orphanage. That's basically, <laughs> it. so are we led to believe then that if any other fighter wins, the orphanage goes under? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And his secret guy is Armor King, which is basically just a skin of King. Yes. Okay. Uh, then there's Law, Martial Law, which everybody everybody knows through the classic Tekken move. Sweet name. Yeah. He wants he entered because he wants to open his own martial arts do- dojo, and he wants to become famous. I feel like. You don't need to win a master tournament to open your own dojo. Like yeah. anybody. Yeah, you need the money. How much, like, how much money are we talking here? Like, it can't be. Enough to save an orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Can't is argue he, with that. Is he the one that looks like Bruce Lee? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, okay. for sure. Uh, I might miss up, mix up which one of these guys goes with it. But I think if you, for him, he his special character is uh, Wang Jinrei, which is just like, a, he's just a, a drunken fighter. Oh, nice. I think that's him. I could be wrong with who he comes with, but I think that's matter. Lei, Lee, Lee, the cop. Yeah, but he's not in Tekken 1. Oh. Oh. Next is uh, Michelle Chang, who's the daughter of a Native American and one of Hihachi's henchmen. I never knew her last name. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she entered to try and get revenge on Hihachi. Okay. What did Hihachi do? Kill her parents? Well, well her, she killed her, his, her dad. Because Hihachi thought he'd like betrayed him because he was a henchman for Hihachi. All right. <clears throat> and uh, 
her special character with her is her sister Anna. No, that's not it. That's no. Wrong. Michelle Kuma, and I think. She gets the teddy bear? I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll say Kuma. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I'll, go, sure. I'll go through the special characters at the end because I don't remember who they are I'll go with anymore. Kuma seems to be a bear of some sort. He is. Yeah. He, he was an abandoned cub that was raised by Hihachi, so he learned how to fight. How does anyone <laughs> beat this fucking bear? He's twice the size of everybody else. He's, He's slow. slow. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but if Michelle wins, she gets revenge and then goes home. That's basically her ending. Nice. Then there's Nina Williams, who's just an assassin sent to kill Hihachi. Oh, really? Yeah. And well, I remember her special character is Anna, which is basically just... The same thing. Yeah, it's her little sister and they're kind of different movesets, but similar enough. I remember they had ball kicks. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. They like, kind of like, like kicks to the dick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. They kind of like wear high heels and dance and stuff. But anyway, her ending is... From what I could tell from what I watched and what I've read, she basically just steals Anna's shoes and doesn't want to give them back. I, th- I guess she wins and kills them. I don't know. That's a good ending. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'm not going to say anything because the endings of some of my games are pretty fucking stupid too. <laughs> and then uh, Paul Phoenix is the next guy who is like a, a really big martial artist and he's like wins tournaments around the world and he thinks Kazuya is his rival, but they're not really rivals. Does like Ooh. Kazuya know that? Is that is that where it lead? Well, Kazuya and him fought to a a draw, and it was the only match that Paul Phoenix has never won. Oh. So he's trying to meet Kazuya in this tournament again. Okay. At the, his ending is basically he's just still mad at Kazuya because he doesn't really beat him for it, but it it's just pointless. Yeah. <laughs> then there's Yoshimitsu, who is he's a member of a thief ninja group. And he entered the tournament to make a distraction so the rest of his ninja group could steal money from the Mishima Zaibatsu. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that makes so sense. So join, he's joining just to distract everybody and like bring their attention to the tournament so his thief buddies can go thieving. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he was my favorite character to use in any Tekken game. What's great is he's like at the end is like, I won, I lost. It doesn't matter, no. man. I'm rich. Well, but- wait a minute. By, by that logic... Isn't the tournament just a distraction to everybody, whether yeah. he's in it or not? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so why would he have to even be in it? Yeah. I, I didn't write the game. No, she meant so you're an idiot. But uh, his ending is basically gives away a lot of money to villages and stuff. Oh, he's a hero to the people. Yeah. Some of the other unlockable characters are Devil, which is just a reskin of Kazuya. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haihachi, which is just the main guy, bad guy. He leads the Mishima clan. Right on. Kunimitsu, which is just a reskin of Yoshimitsu. And she has knives instead of a sword. She was kicked out of the okay. thieving group. Huh. Uh, there's a Lee, Lee Chao Lan, which is just a, another rand, like generic fighter guy. But he's, he's the actual rival of Kazuya because he was raised by Hayahachi. And then another guy, Ganrayu, who's just like a sumo wrestler. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, I have one of those too. Yeah, I think they're in everything. And then the last character is the canon ending. It's Kazuya Mishima. He is Haihachi's kid. Okay. And uh, when he was five years old, Haihachi threw him off a cliff to see if he could survive. <laughs> what? Because he does survive, but he gets like injured and it releases a devil gene in him somehow. I guess that comes out later in other ones. But it gives him power and then he eventually vows to get revenge on his dad. And if you beat it with him, he does. 
He beats his dad and then takes him and throws him off the cliff. He threw him off and he was a kid. And his dad survives like he did. Hey, nope. He's dead at the end of Tekken 1. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he beats him, throws him off, and then he takes over the Mishima clan from his dad. And that's the ending of Tekken 1, the canon ending. So he had to survive getting thrown off a cliff as a baby. Five years old. Still, (laughs) I don't think that makes you any more life ready to get thrown off a cliff. No, yeah. Eh, Your bones are... Fucking rubber when you're oh, five. You, got, you, can, you can recover <laughs> from anything that young. We talked about that. Well, the little kids at the skate park, I used to see yeah, beat exactly. shit hard. <laughs> hard. Stuff that would put me in traction right now. That's all the end. The endings of Tekken were never that good when you beat them with characters, but. So I, I never played it, so I can't really tell you. Oh. I, I mean, I, I dabbled. More than Killer Instinct, I dabbled, but I still don't remember there being. A story to it. Probably my favorite fighting game franchise. Ooh, okay. Oh, what do you give it out of 12? Tekken 1? I guess. Yeah. I don't know if I ever played Tekken 1, actually. Fair. This probably sucks. But uh, <laughs> I'll give it a, a, a 7. Oh, yes, I'll do Killer Instinct, yeah, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One better than Killer Instinct. That's tw- 7 out of 12 punches to the face. Yes. Mm. Right? That was our metric? Yeah. Yes, yeah, we, just, we know that, obviously. <laughs> old don't hat. act like you didn't know. It's old fucking hat. So, next up, I'm up. Ooh, what you and got? Ooh, see, now we're going to talk about a game. We are going to get into this a lot more. No. <laughs> Take that we back. We talked about it already. Yes. We're, <laughs> we just talked a lot about this game in our three special edition Mortal Kombat Week episodes. And you know what? There's a lot of overlap with yeah. this game and the original movie and even the yeah. new movie. So I'm going to go through it pretty quickly. But it was released October 8th, 1992 in the arcade. Number one song. Any guesses? 92. October 8th, 1992. Color Me Bad. I don't know the name of a Color Me Bad song. I completely forgot. I'll take artist, but you did that incorrectly. You got that wrong. Okay. I would have gave you half credit easily. No freaking idea. Here's a hint. We already had them once. Boys to Men. Boys to Men. uh, Motown Philly. Nah, I wish. It was End of the Road. Oh. Oh, okay. And then the number one movie in the country, October 8th, 1992. Pinocchio. <laughs> no. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. No. Steven Seagal's own Under Siege. <laughs> Fair enough. It's weird because we already had one conversation today about what a piece of shit Steven Seagal is. He is, but <laughs> I will put it this way. If I absolutely had to watch one Steven Seagal movie 30 times in a row, it'd probably be Under Siege. He is a cook. Right? Is that the one? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's yeah, why he he's a cook. And then he's actually a Navy SEAL <laughs> and then stabs Tommy Lee Jones in the eye. Oh, Does he yes. kill someone with a spatula? He killed, I think Gary Busey's in it too. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or is that the second one on the train? I don't remember the train one at all. So I'm going to assume it's the first one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. October 8th, 1992, End of the Road, Under Siege, dope ass shit. It was developed and published by Midway. And uh, the game takes place in Earth Realm. So the tournament is being held on Shang Tsung's island, and the seven locations on that island serve as the levels in the game. So by Mortal Kombat canon, there's an island somewhere on Earth right now that Shang Tsung owns and is operating a fighting tournament. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I can see that. So if you're going to buy that, (laughs) the reason he's here is because he was banished to the Earth realm 500 years ago. So his buddy is number one in command. Well, I guess the second in command, Goro, helped him seize the Mortal Kombat tournament 
tournament, and this is so he can eventually doom the Earth realm because he fucking hates it here because he's been stuck here for 500 years. And I guess his thought process is, if Earth realm's gone, then either A, I'm off Earth realm, or B, I'm dead and Earth realm's gone. That's that's fair. It's also not a good way to think you're going to get off Earth realm. Well, if you destroy the realm you're in, if you can't be in the realm you want. <laughs> yeah, if it's either death, like- <laughs> Earth realm is so bad, he prefers death over staying in Earth realm. Yeah. All right, I can see that now. I hear that. When you put it that way. <laughs> so the story for 500 years straight, Goro has been undefeated in the tournament. He won the last nine tournaments. And if he wins again, that'll be 10 in a row. And that means that Shao Kahn will be permitted to take Earth realm. Oh, yes. This is a little yes. bit of what we talked about. Yes, yes. In the first film. Shao Kahn, obviously, is the emperor of the Outworld. In oh, or- yes, yes, yes. Of course, everyone knows that, mm-hmm. Shao Kahn. And in order to prevent all of this from happening, a new generation of warrior- warriors have to challenge Goro. And most of the lore of all of this shit and, and what happens, aside from the fights, obviously, takes place in the comic books. But when you beat the game, it actually shows you, instead of an ending for the character, it shows them what their motivation was, which I thought was strange. Yeah. Yeah. But just to go over this real quick, and again, you guys can go back to the last three episodes we just released and listen to <laughs> where we talk, Chump Slap and I talk extensively about all three Mortal Kombat films. Sure do. Jo- Johnny Cage, basically, the only backstory and his motivation is he's a Hollywood star. I couldn't find anything about him, like, trying to prove his martial artist creds. No, I think they just made that up. I think they just made just that up. Just a movie part. thing? Yeah. Yeah, and then in the game, you had Sonya Blade... She was, just like in the movie, a special agent pursuing Kano. So that was exactly one for one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Kano, his backstory was he's just a super criminal. Mm-hmm. That's it. Which I think goes with all the movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. Just he's a bad dude that did bad things. Yeah, he's just really badass, too. Yeah, he rips people's hearts out. Absolutely. He's got a laser eye. And uh, since we only had, uh, was it seven characters, I believe? Uh, Liu Kang was, you know, the guy that's basically Bruce Lee in their version. Mm-hmm. Former warrior of the White Lotus Society, he entered to represent the Shaolin temples. That's why he was there. There was none of this brother killing stuff. Yeah. That was in he's, the movie. He's like the La Marshall Lee character from <laughs> Tekken. Yeah. The Bruce Lee kind of guy. Yeah. They, they all seem to have someone like, yeah. yeah. And then you have Raiden. Raiden. And the reason we call him Raiden instead of Raiden is because in the first game, in the American version, the first release, they spelled it R-A-Y-D-E-N. Oh, really? They didn't spell it R-A-I, so there was no confusion. It was Raiden. I always remember him as Raiden. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And uh, he's the Thunder God, but in order to participate and be a part of this tournament, he had to basically become immortal. Not immortal. A mortal. mortal. Right, right. I got some mush mouth, so I got to clarify. <laughs> you know? Blah, 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 blah. And the other two characters, one of the most famous in all this, the Mortal Kombat games, Scorpion, who was a murdered ninja, brought back to life to avenge his own death. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite characters to use. Which we saw in the new Mortal Kombat movie. Yes. Which is based around that, because you also have Sub-Zero, member of the Lin Kwai gang of assassins who killed Scorpion when he was in the human form. Also another character I like to use. Out of those, those two are the ones I used in Mortal Kombat. Ooh, I think boy. so, too. But I, I don't know why, because all of the lore, going back to the beginning, says... Scorpion was a murdered ninja, and he was the good guy. And then Sub-Zero is the assassin, the bad guy, who killed him. I always thought Sub-Zero was the good guy. Yeah. I don't know why I just had that in my head. That's because Scorpion's an undead, maybe. 
true and he uses fire and he uses fire and like he rips off his thing and there's a fucking skull yeah you know i wouldn't yeah, think that, that he's on the scary, side of good. i think that's you being racist against so. skull fire people <laughs> <laughs> you maybe, heard it here folks yeah. maybe that's how i was raised <laughs> i've heard your mom complain about it a lot. <laughs> she says she hates the skull fire people <laughs> hates them calls them scullies Sorry, sorry, that was too far. That was too far. Whoa, delete that. I would like to apologize to our Skull Fireface people. You also had the only other three characters that you fought were Goro, Shang Tsung, and Reptile. None of them were playable. They were just in the game. Goro, I hated Goro. Goro was always a pain in the ass, but he was so badass. I know. He was pretty cool. And they said in the the animations, when they were grabbing his animations for the game, uh, a lot of the the characters, the fightable humans, were based on real actors performing the moves. And like cell shaded in, but for Goro, it was a fucking stop motion. Oh yeah, he did look like, a little different. Harry, what's his name? Harry How- Housen or whatever. Henderson. <laughs> no, yeah, the, Harry and Henderson. Uh, I forget his name. <laughs> I will look it up. But the dude who did all those like Clash of the Titans. Oh yeah, like oh, those yeah, classic sure. stop motion battle movies. Uh, he did all those, and I I don't know if he did this one, but it was very much the same. Word up. Anyway, so that's Mortal Kombat. Uh, if you want to learn more about Mortal Kombat, listen to our previous episodes. If you already did, listen to them again. Help us out. Yeah. Rate check it review out. Them. That'd be cool, too. So how many punches to the face are you giving this one? Ooh, I almost forgot. I was just about to segue to you. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to say because I think Mortal, 2 by all, Mortal Kombat 2 by all facets is the better game. Mm-hmm. Like, in almost every way. Well, we aren't talking about Mortal Kombat 2. You're right. Okay. So I'm going to give this... Uh, I'll give it a six. I'll give it a six just because of the limited amount of characters you can play with. Fair. Yeah. I, I think the fatalities were awesome. The, the, mm-hmm. 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 you had to turn the on the plug spe- for the Game Gear version. Yeah. <laughs> the level specific fatalities. I don't know if they were in this one at all. At least the pit. Yeah. The pit was always in, I think. All right. Well, there we go. That's Mortal Kombat 1. Again, listen to the last three episodes. Do it again. Tell your parents. Let yeah, them listen. Let to them it. listen. They love nice. Mortal Kombat. They love Mortal Kombat. Next on the list, we got another game, another classic. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what this is, Trump Slap? This one is Soul Calibur. Right? Wow. Oh, originally released in the arcade on July 30th, 1998. And then on the Dreamcast, September 1999. Was it that late? I thought it was yeah. early. Okay. It was, uh, what do they call it? Like a release title for the Dreamcast? Launch title? Yeah. Launch oh, title. yeah. I kind of yeah. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> You're never going to guess this movie, the July 30th, 1998. Broken Arrow. You wish. Uh, God, oh, it's so July thirtieth. Yeah, Let's say can't hardly wait. The Mask of Zorro. Oh, I never would have gone that way. I might have. My second guess might have been Armageddon. Oh yeah, maybe. Is that that? I don't it's know. Around there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if it was ninety eight, but it was around there. You, you want to guess the song? Mm, July ninety eight. Oh, Green Day. You know it. You love it. Time of our life. I will guess. That was ninety nine. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It was my class song. It's everybody's class song. <laughs> I think it was also our class song. Yeah, right. um, I don't know. I'm going to guess Michael Jackson. It's still in there. Thriller. No, sir. The Boy Is Mine. Brandy and Monica. Oh. <laughs> why, why did you tell us that we knew that? I was expecting a real... No, 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 I, I don't even know what that is. I don't either. Brandy and Monica. I remember them. I So do I. I remember the name Brandy. I don't know. Who the fuck Monica is? Another another singer. 
Yeah. yeah. She was another singer similar to Brandy, and it was like the Christina Aguilera Britney. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently they had a song together called The Boy Is Mine. So Real you, sassy. You didn't listen to it before we came on, so you could sing it? I don't remember it. You didn't listen to it. You can admit it. It's fine. Well, you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> it caught me. Anyway, this game, Soul Calibur, is actually the second game in the series. Oh, what's the first? Soul Edge. Oh. oh, okay. Released in December of 95 for the arcade. I think it was later released as Soul Blade for PlayStation or something. I don't remember. Maybe. I didn't write that part down. In this game, there's a special weapon called Soul Edge. Yeah, it's like a giant sword. Yes. And it gives, takes over the person who owns it, makes them evil or whatever. I think this is the plot to the first game. Soul Edge is okay. taken by Cervantes, and he has it... Cervantes was the pirate with the two swords. Yeah, I remember him. Remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at them now, and I'm, I was trying to remember the characters. Then. Right. He had it for 25 years, and he was just killing people in some Spanish port. And then Sofitia and Taki, which were two female fighters. I like Sofitia. Yeah, she was like a Greek. Yeah, like a... Something. He had a shield, shield and sword. Yeah. They take him out. This is 1583, and one of the soul edges shatters, and it's about to tear itself apart when Siegfried... The knight shows up mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. and kills a reanimated Cervantes body. And after killing that, he grabs the soul edge and it he's taken over by what is called the evil seed. It's that just doesn't like sound fun. No, that does not. It's it's just some like bright ass light just shines out up into the sky and then he turns into nightmare. I remember nightmare. Yep, and nightmare and the soul edge become one and this game takes place in 1586 when a group of warriors want to either obtain or destroy the soul edge from nightmare. Oh, so this is from based in the past. Oh, way in the past, sir. Yeah. I, I remember... Before the I, age of reason. I didn't play this game too terribly much, but I remember it being very unique in its style. Yes. Like, a, was it, it a three full 3D? Yeah, it was eight, what do they call it, like eight axis or something? Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. It wasn't... It's funny how we went back to 2D. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember all of them being 2D and like Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct, all the ones we named. Uh, they were 2D, mm-hmm. you know, and then this one, you had the whole eight axis. You could fight in a 3D environment. You could move to yeah, left and right. Yeah, you could like roll around down. people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, roll to dodge. And the just the unique style of like the character introductions. Yeah, and how they everybody had weapons. It was all weapons-based in this. Yeah. But I think the reason they got away from that is because you're always in a 2D plane anyway. Oh, yeah. I think they eventually did go back to 2D. Because there was still it's like, always the plane between these two is always yeah, where but, you are. Right. You could just like sidestep the move, but you're still on that plane. You could do cool grabs when you sidestepped. Yeah. Like they, they had like but different could, grabs from every direction that you grab the person. Too. No, oh, yeah, not as good. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but uh, let's see some of the characters here. We had Cervantes. Mm-hmm. We had Siegfried. Mm-hmm. Sofitia, Taki, Voldo. Everyone Voldo remembers Voldo. Yeah. He's the uh, S&M guy. Yeah. He like walks on his Bring out the gimp. back on all fours. Yeah, and he's got like twisting things in his arms. Yeah, it's very weird looking dude, but he's cool. We have Maxi, who is like a... What do he look like? Oh, there's no picture of Maxi here. Maxi had fucking... What are they called? Nunchucks. Mm, like Michelangelo? Yeah. But he looks kind of like a 
I don't know if he looked that way in this one, but like an Elvis impersonator in the later ones. <laughs> oh yeah, they got wild with their characters. <laughs> yeah. They really did. I, again, I haven't. I don't know this series too terribly much, but I remember there being was was this the series that had the the drunken fighter dude, like the old dude that was a drunken fighter? Was that Tekken? Like so That's many Tekken. Tekken yeah. had the real cool drunk guy who would yeah. fall over and that stuff. Was Wong. He'd like fall over and like he'd take a hit yeah. from his yeah. thing. But I guess you're right. They all kind of just eventually <laughs> yeah. have one. There's of them. always a, a drunken master. There's always the karate master that looks like Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever that. And they also had Yoshimitsu in this game. Oh, really? Similar. Some crossover? Yeah, same. He had the sword and all. I don't think he had the suicide move where he stabbed himself in the chest. That was the coolest move. <laughs> yeah, it was. Dude, if you hit anybody with that. You almost kill yourself, but you kill them. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he had Nightmare. We talked about the big guy who had like a deformed arm and a. Yeah, he was taken over by the Soul Edge. Soul Edge had a big eyeball on it. Yeah. We have Astaroth, who was just like a fucking big dude with an axe, I think. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Killick, who had like a long staff. Okay. He was like just a staff fighting guy. A bow? Like Donatello. Yes. Yeah. There you I go. remember one time my parents fucking loved the fact that because you know you know how the Ninja Turtles are. Oh awesome. yeah. Like well they're awesome. Yes. But every kid picked the Ninja Turtle that was their personality. Mm-hmm. So I was a Donatello. Donatello Bros. Donatello Bros. What's up? <laughs> so I remember my I'm dad. I'm Leonardo because I'm a natural leader <laughs> and a thinker. <laughs> I, I remember my dad was like, oh fucking cool. So. I remember him getting in the car, leaving, going down to the hardware store, getting like a fucking dowel rod, <laughs> like putting tape in the middle and goes, here you go. You can go be Donatello out back. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> I loved that staff. For years. Did it you learn like, any cool moves? Oh, no, dude. I couldn't <laughs> Did you spin shit. it around? And- I mean, I tried. I probably hit myself in the fucking face. It was a piece of wood. Probably broke <laughs> you know, it on soft a tree. Edges. <laughs> and of course, it was the dowel rod. So it was the straight cut. There was no like rounded edge, yeah. like a broom handle. It's right in the eye. Definitely. <laughs> nice. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, let's see. Do we have anybody else in here? Uh, lizard Man, who was a lizard man. Kind of like Riptor. Yeah. Oh. But not as cool. And last but not least, Ivy with the the whip sword. Yeah. That was that was a cool ass sword. Yeah, it was. Is that I think I've seen this. Is that the one that has like I don't know how to quantify it, but like scales or plates sort yeah, of? Yeah. And it can like just you can whip it around and then just make it Solid again. I wonder if that's like an actual like, weapon that people have made. I'm Since sure. Then, I bet Because I mean, it's in other games it. too. It's not just from this. I don't know how you keep it solid when you're trying to hit somebody. Just pull a fucking string out the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess so. But then, how would it? How would it be taut uh, enough to take? Like, there might a be hit? a weight you can throw in the bottom and throw it or something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, somebody let us know. Yeah. Send us a. Ivy swords. <laughs> or an STL. We'll 3D print that shit. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so sweet. So I don't remember I don't remember anybody's ending, but I know if Siegfried, if you play with him through the end, he loses the the nightmare and becomes normal. No, normal and a, a hero again. And, yeah, yeah. And that leads into the next soul calibers. Yeah. Which we may get to at some point. Yeah, they all have stories that are pretty much similar. Mm-hmm. They're all looking for the soul edge. That's all it's all about. What a world to live in, you know? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. At least they're going for a goal. I mean, some of these fighting games don't have... Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a tournament of fighters. Well, why are they all there? Because it's a fighting tournament. Yeah, it's fighters and it's a tournament. Yeah, this is what they do. This is their jam. Yeah, but I remember Soul Calibur 2 had a cool-ass dungeon crawler thing, like 
to get the ultimate weapon for each person. Yeah. You had to go through levels. It was a, it was a little it wasn't a fighting game really. It was kind of like It's like challenges. It's like you had to yeah. knock somebody off a wall. That's the only way you could do damage to them and shit like that. Okay. It was really cool. That was this one of the first ones where they gave you like stuff to do that wasn't just beat the next guy? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if any other games did it as good, but it was sweet. I remember for PS2, I think it was, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I think it was. That might, no, that was that a was movie. movie. That was a movie, yeah. Uh, it might have been the game. I, I don't remember. Nine. But there was one where you're a monk walking through the desert, and as you're going to the different stations, eventually they'd either be a fight or they'd be a mini game. Yeah, that's cool. I forget which one it was, but it was like trying to evolve Mortal Kombat past just fighting and make it like an RPG style, and then it no one fucking played it except me, I guess. Yeah, I thought those were the coolest things. Like dungeon crawls and like, oh, you go into this room, you have to kill this guy while you're losing life slowly or whatever. And then, you know, like 70% of it's still a fighting game. It's just, yeah, yeah. it'll it's give just you some to break different. this up, you know? Exactly. Well, how many would you say out of 12 punches to the face would you give it? So Caliber 1, I would give, huh, I'll give it a solid 8. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow, okay. The best one we have so far. Just because the follow-up to Soul Caliber 2 was fucking so good. It had some good bones. Like, it was trying to do something different. It was trying to make its own, I don't know how you say it, like its own voice in a very crowded yeah, field of exactly. fighting games. Like, where, I mean, because in the 90s, these fighting games were fucking huge. Oh, yeah. So they were like, well, how are we going to be different? Let's give these characters some real personalities. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I totally get it. Uh, absolutely. So that is, what would you say, 8 out of 12 punches sure. to the face? You got it. All right, well, next up, we got another game that I don't know if I've ever even heard of, but Dr. Scientist is going to tell us all about oh, it. Oh, it's a game I liked a lot. Oh, yeah? It was uh, called Eternal Champions. Never heard of it. I haven't it was either. released in the Sega Genesis, and in North America was its first release, December 11th, 1993, the rare North America release. December 11th. December 11th, 1993. <sighs> so I said September. The number, <laughs> number one song was Again by Janet Jackson. Don't know what that song is. Nope. Okay. And uh, I have the top four movies released. Jesus. Because they're all kind of funny in their own way. I'm going to assume one of those Jurassic Park. Nope. Really? December 1993. Home Alone. Nope. Because, yeah, you got to think. This was before they were doing like Lord of the Rings, big budget once yeah, in December. Yeah. So this is going to be weird. This is going to get weird. Oh, you might be wrong with that, though, because the number four one was Sister Act 2. Damn. Back in the Habit. Two. Sister Act 2 back in the hab. I have not seen that in a minute. I believe we've talked about Sister Act 2. <laughs> we Sister might, Act we two might have. Of course we have. <laughs> of course no, we have. <laughs> number, number three was Wayne's World 2. Oh, I'll see. Man. Number two, The Pelican Brief. Ooh. And the number one movie, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think that has come up before. I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Classic. All I remember is, hello. <laughs> All I Jam remember his is face in that. that yeah. It's a run by fruiting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You guys remember so much of that movie. I think both of those are from the trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I just remember that Pierce Bronson was the uh, the guy stealing away his kids. Yeah, they made him out to be the dick when it was clearly the guy dressing the up guy as a woman. The guy lying to his entire yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, anyway. Man. Eternal Champ. I can't believe you guys don't remember this game. I like to like. No, I'm game. looking at it now. I don't fucking remember any. I used to of it. play it all the time. I'm pretty sure with you. Anyway, <laughs> the whole story is this entity called the Eternal Champion has noticed that humanity is not going to survive, and he's set in the future. I don't know exactly how far ahead. It's like far ahead, thousands of years. 
Okay. And uh, he tries to figure out a way to save humanity. So he found nine people who died too early and were destined to do something better. So he saved them all from their moment of death and are going to make them fight because he can only save one. He only has enough power to bring one back, like send one back and then keep them alive. Hmm. Okay. And then hopefully he can change, hopefully that they can change history for the better and not doom humanity. So they're basically characters from different points in history. Oh, that's cool. I like uh, that. I like that a lot. And they all kind of have their own thing. We'll go through the characters real quick. First one is, I'll do them in time order. Okay, perfect. Oldest one is a guy named Slash from 50,000 BC. He's like a caveman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he's like a super smart caveman, but the other, cave, the other cave people didn't like him. And they stoned him to death because he was like, hey, why don't we plant plants here instead of go hunting, killing? And they're like, no. Whatever, loser. Yeah. It's blasphemous. Yeah, so if you win with him, the eternal champion sends him back and he basically turns humanity into an agrarian culture earlier than it was supposed to be. And, and Everything's perfect. Every, well, they become peaceful earlier and develop faster. Nice. Okay. The next one is from 110 BC, a character who I liked and played all the time in the game named Trident. Mm. He was an Atlantean. Obviously. <laughs> okay. And... uh the story is that the Atlanteans and the Romans were fighting for control of the world. They were like doing this whole tournament and the winner would take control. But Atlant- and he was going to the end. He won for the Atlantean things. He was going against the finals and the Romans assassinated him and then sunk Atlantis. That's the story. Because he sucked at the fighting tournament. Or because he won at the fighting tournament, sorry. He, he was going to win, but he was assassinated before the tournament actually oh, finished. Oh, gotcha. So if you beat it with him, the eternal champion sends him back and he wins the tournament and then brings the Romans and Atlanteans together, and then they kind of alter the history that way. Hmm. Not bringing back any <laughs> memories, man. I, no, I, I'm not. I'm looking at screenshots, and I'll tell you what. I like the look of it. It looks very comic booky. Yeah, it is. Yeah, maybe, and just a touch like Comic Zone. Oh yeah, kind of. Oh, it is a Sega game. All I, I remember is the end guy being really hard. I never beat it with any of the characters because I could never beat the end guy. The, the box looks very, very familiar. The next guy is from 1692 AD, a man named Xavier, Mm. and he was an alchemist. He was kind of like just like, and uh, this is weird. In 1692 AD, he had a plan to come up with a source of clean energy that could could perpetually do whatever. So, okay. So let's let's take a second here. So we have a guy who's trying to bring forth an agrarian culture. Mm -hmm. We've got a dude that's just trying to save his doomed city of Atlantis. Yep. And now we've got this dude who's trying to, what, what was he just Clean energy. Clean energy. Clean energy. Sources. So all the good people in history, yeah, they're like, we got to kill these guys and get yeah, these well, guys Yeah, well, he was killed here. for witchcraft. So. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Great. But if he wins the, the thing, the eternal champion sends him back. And he basically develops his, his energy source and stuff and does all these alchemy things. And then eventually becomes a time traveler and goes throughout history like fixing things. In my eyes, that's probably the best one to save anyway, because he doesn't just save his one thing. But anyway, yeah. let's, let's hear what else we got on the table. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're only we're, we're. all right. The next one, one is eighteen ninety nine A.D. A character named Jade, and she was a circus performer, and she tried to prevent the rush, the Russo-China War. Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> single-handedly try to prevent. Yeah, it. she was like, she's like uh, a. Diplomat or something, and then she was still a circus performer while she did it. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying a female <laughs> circus performer who's trying to prevent the Russo-Chinese, the China War? Yeah. I'm going to have to throw away my movie script. <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea. Well, she was killed because 
I don't remember if it was she's China or Russia, but someone sabotaged the circus, the, the net, the net in her circus tricks when she did the thing. Oh, she died that's that way. So, oh wow! I know that's, that's your entire script. That's dirty. That is ninety-eight percent of what I was writing. <laughs> I also had a monkey sidekick. Did, did she have a monkey sidekick? I believe so. Fuck, man! No way. I, I must have played <laughs> this game or fever dreamed it. <laughs> but if uh, if she wins. She basically gets sent back and then brings democracy to Russia and China at the same time. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Oh, yeah. That means we get that new Guns N' Roses album. <laughs> <laughs> Faster? Wow. All right. Let me see the time here. Oh, the next one's from 1920. A guy named Larson, who he basically worked for Chicago mob bosses and did like stuff for the mob. Sounds like a good dude. Well. Oh. He would like do things for them, like deliver for them, and uh, he eventually found out that he was supposed to deliver a bomb to the to a police, like the police in the hospital. Right, right. He was going to kill him. And he's like, at the last minute, he had a change of heart, but the bomb blew up and killed him and a bunch of them. Oh no! <laughs> Smooth. Yeah, but uh, if he wins, he basically just leads a task force and stops organized crime. Just all of it. it eliminates all of it. <laughs> That's impressive. <Wow. laughs> it's a bummer. All right. Wow. <laughs> Owen Wilson. Owen is in the studio, everybody. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> All right, next one's from 1967. It's a biochemical scientist named, well, he, he ends up being named Midnight. I don't remember what his real name was. He was hired to develop a virus that would uh, end the Vietnam War. There was biochem, like a biological weapon. And he eventually accidentally turned himself into a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> This game's awesome. It is pretty good. <laughs> but if he wins, he basically comes back and like cures because in the story, his vampiric disease gets unleashed on Vietnam and stuff, and ends up causing millions of deaths. But if he comes back, he cures the diseases, and he like develops cures for thousands of diseases and cures like most of them in the world. Oh wow! Wow! So everyone winning is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not like a bad guy. Well, the guys are some of them are bad, but they end up doing good things. Next one's a 1993. It's an assassin named Shadow. Of course. He eventually had a turn. The story is he had a turn of heart and he was about to reveal all these assassin clans to the people, like these hidden organizations and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, they basically kill him before he gets to do that. So when he wins, he comes back and brings down all these. It's kind of similar to the Larson one where he brings down organized crime. Mm -hmm. He gets rid of all these assassin organizations and stuff that go around killing people. Assassin crime. This is all dead people fighting and they win a go back to their lives he or saved something? them from the moment they died and then let them okay. fight and then he was gonna send one back and keep them alive through all right i got you i, I just think it's interesting that uh they're willing to sacrifice like the rest of history <laughs> because this person won a fighting tournament hey man it's the way it is it's like you earned it well i think all of them are meant to turn humanity save them in some way but he doesn't know which one would be best so he just decided to have this tournament the next one's sense. from 2030 which, oh, as we know, is about eight years from now. <laughs> it is a man named Blade, and he's like a Wesley Snipes type. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> he's kind of like Robocopy, but not that much of a cyborg. Okay. Now, he's a terrible guy. He was a cop, and he beat a suspect to death, so he got fired. Might have been a self defense. <laughs> he got fired. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, it wasn't in the United States he did it then. No, clearly not. After that, he became a bounty hunter, and someone hired him to procure the stolen virus. Like a, someone stole a virus and was going to release it. And then he went and it was kind of ended up like uh, 12 Monkeys. Like oh, he, no. he got shot and he drops the vial and it smashes and unleashes a virus on the world. Oh, nice. When he sent him, I don't know, he's a terrible person. He beats someone to death, he releases the virus. But if you save him, he goes back 
and he doesn't release the virus. He act, doesn't. He stops the virus from smashing or whatever. And he basically starts a world peace council, and he becomes the leader. That's a turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That coming over okay. a bounty hunter. But normal people can do that. So I'm looking at this guy. It looks like he was more Jax than. Yeah, that's better. That's a better. than Robocop. Yeah, because the next guy is actually a cyborg. From 2345, his name is Rax, R-A-X. That's cute that they think humanity is going to last that long. Yeah, that's adorable, right? <laughs> he was a cyborg, and apparently in the future they have these, like all sports are gone except for cyborg fighting because none of them are violent enough as cyborg fighting. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch cyborgs beat the shit out of each other oh, yeah. all day. He was also killed before he became champion. So, uh, Of Lame. course. If he wins... He gets sent back, and he eventually wins like the tournament, and then ends cyborg fights and bloodlust sports is basically what it's called. Like what? Like MMA? Or- yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything that's just like violence. Ugh. But uh, there, then there's a bad ending, <laughs> which if you don't beat, if you die like on your tournament fight up, he just sends you to your death. The game's over. Oh, that's fair. But yeah, that's all of Eternal Champions one. That sounds awesome. I saw it was on the uh, Sega Genesis Mini. I might have to give it a shot. Yeah. Oh, it's a good game. Yeah, it sounds. I, it's probably hard as hell to control any of these anymore. From like what you're used to. Oh, I'm sure it's completely different, yeah. But you know, it's it's how you do with the nostalgic yeah. hit again. You go in and you play it for twenty minutes or a half hour, you're like, okay, that was good. Yeah, this and is then, annoying. Look at the lag in his buttons. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird because I was also gonna give this eight punches to the face. I'm sure you were not. Punches yeah. to the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's I think it's at least as good as Soul Calibur, yes. Oh, well, I guess. So I'll have to take your word for it. Nobody else knows it. <laughs> Well, I'm looking at this character select sheet, and who are all these goddamn animals in the bottom? Or is this the second game? Might be Eternal Champions 2 or whatever the second one was. Was there a second one? Might have been re-released with more characters sometime. Like an Ultimate Edition, like Mortal Kombat and all that shit? Yeah. That makes sense. Like Killer Instinct Gold. Gotcha. So eight punches to the face. So we've got one more series to talk about. I'm going to start with two games just because the first one's very short and not really a story. Mm -hmm. And the second one's really where this all comes together anyway. Okay. Okay. And of course... First oh, wow. game of this series, we're talking about the OG Street Fighter. Oh, wow. Which I don't think I ever played the original I one. I just assumed Street Fighter 2 was the first one. Me too. Because <laughs> it was so popular. Yeah. Street Fighter 2 was just remember, as popular they as They had the else. arcade machine at one of the hoagie shops in town. Or grinder shop. I don't know where it was listening. To Whatever that. your region refers yeah. to submarine sandwiches. <laughs> Heroes. You know. Heroes. Whatever. Whichever of those. Yeah. It was released uh, August 12th, 1987. Developed and published by Capcom. Number one song. You you both have heard it. I doubt you'll get it. Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. You're closer than you think, but it's not Bon Jovi. Mm. You would guess Trump's Lap? Uh, Def Leppard, Love Bites. That'd be so cool. No, <laughs> I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Oh, oh, you too. You too yeah. okay. Number one movie, you guys are not going to get it. I don't. I've no, I don't think I've heard of this. Eighty-seven. Uh, I guess no it, fucking. It's clue. Stakeout with Emilio Estevez is in it. With, oh, uh, Richard Dreyfuss. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's I, classic. I've actually seen that. Movie. If you look at the poster, I'm sure you've seen the poster at fucking Terry's Music Explosion. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a stakeout. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss, Emilio Estevez shoved under a bed, holding weapons. Oh, I'm accidentally playing it. Uh, yeah. The sexy lady changing her shoes. Classic 87. Corn balls. <laughs> so basically, you take control of Ryu, who is staple Street Fighter yeah. character. Ryu's in the, in the tournament just to prove his strength. The second player can then uh, take control of Ryu's former partner and his now current rival, Ken. 
So we've got Ken and, and Ryu since the beginning. I liked Ken. And uh, he only jumps into the tournament unqualified to challenge Ryu in two-player matches. <laughs> so if no one else wants to play, he can jump in, and the second player will be Ken. Okay. And like I said, there's not too much to this game, so I'm just going to blow through it. Uh, after the first eight challengers that you fight are beaten, you're taken to Thailand for the last two. Adon, a deadly Muay Thai master, and his mentor Sagat, the reputed emperor of Muay Thai. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah, Emperor of Muay Thai. Did they tell, tell you how he got the chest scar? No, I don't know if this is... Uh, well, this is the same one, isn't it? Yeah, it has to be from Mortal Kombat 2. But the other, <clears throat> the first eight computer-controlled opponents uh, are just... They, they don't go into their backstories. They just tell you who they are. And this is why this is so goddamn short. But uh, the characters from Japan, Retsu, who's an expelled uh, Kempo instructor, and Geiki, a Teko... Kagi wielding ninja. Yeah, I don't know these ring bells. Geki yeah. doesn't rest. I don't think they were in the, the future ones, but then from the US, you've got Joe, <laughs> who's. I, Sounds like is, a steel worker. Yeah. <laughs> Joe and Mike are the two US characters. <laughs> Joe is an underground full contact karate champion. Oh, Makes we sense. already have that all over here. <laughs> exactly. There's just the full contact karate tournaments left and right. <laughs> Mike is a former heavyweight boxer who once killed an opponent in the ring. <laughs> I guess that's Tyson. Oh, so he's like Butch from. Pulp Fiction. I wonder if he looks exactly like Mike Tyson. <laughs> and then you've got, from China, you got Lee, an expert in Chinese boxing, and you got Jen, an elderly professional killer who's developed his own assassination art. Does this have anything to do... I don't know any of those characters from Street Fighter. No, I don't either. These look... The way they're explaining this game is they look like they literally pulled people who weren't allowed to fight anymore off of the street <laughs> and threw them in this tournament, which makes this name make so much more sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like These are all people who were just cast aside by they society street fighters and then from england you've got birdie a tall bouncer who uses a combination of wrestling and boxing and then eagle a well-dressed bodyguard of a wealthy family okay uh that's pretty much it that's the whole game yeah but the only fun only like fact that you can really take is the player you take control of ryu in the single player mode but if someone jumps in they play as ken like i mentioned and if you defeat ryu in a two-person match as ken the winning player will play the remainder of the game as Ken. Oh. So either way, you can then go through the story as Ken. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's just <laughs> aesthetic. It's the same move and spe same special techniques. Like, they're not different at all. Yeah. It's kind of similar how they are in every Street Fighter after. Yeah, but they're... they're very similar. They're very similar, but at least they have their own special moves. Yeah. This one, they had the same ones. They're a palette swap, basically. Yeah. But that's going to take us to Street Fighter 2. Whoa. Now I know what you're talking about. Now I think we somewhere. all do. <laughs> Uh, released February 6th, 1991. Number one song. 1991. It's a good one. I'll make love to you. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> I'll make love to you. I don't know. Gonna make you sweat by CNC <laughs> Music Factory. Nice. Number one movie? I don't think you guys are gonna get it. I have no idea. Sleeping with the Enemy. No. Oh, never would have got that. No. no. This is a different story, which is actually kind of dumber. <laughs> nice. There is this or this criminal organization called the Chandelier Organization, run by a guy by the name I don't think you've ever heard of him. He's a very obscure character, M. Bison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And his plan for global domination. This is the whole motivation behind this entire story. He's setting up this fight tournament, and whoever wins gets to be brainwashed by him to join the Chandelier Organization. <laughs> Makes sense. Now his plans are foiled by someone by the name of Akuma. Who, who yes. was not even in the, the, this game. Yeah, he's in other Street Fighters after. Uh, he catches M. Bison off guard and performed 
the Shun Goku Satsu on him, mm-hmm. which killed him in an instant. But then Akuma takes M. Bison's place in the tournament to fight the finalists, who some sources hint was Ryu. Akuma mocks M. Bison for being the slave of his own power, not knowing he's actually in absolute control of his psycho power. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know either. And I guess that means that M. Bison was not M. Bison? No. no I guess not. He was taken over by Akuma. He was M. Tyson. Ooh, nice. Well, they actually, I think he was Scott, and Sagat was originally M. Tyson. Yeah. And then they switched the names. Because he looked like Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah, so do I. So, I mean, that's really the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, so, really, I can just go through the characters. Maybe we can ring some bells here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring it on. Um, from Japan, we've got Ryu yeah. from the yeah. first game. Uh, he was only in this tournament in this... Uh, I guess they retcon some of these characters because they have different motivations now. But he was only in the tournament to hone his Shotokan karate skills. <laughs> All right. Sounds right. So uh, with the inner power of Chi, he dedicates his life to protecting to perfect his own potential. So he just keeps playing and fighting to make sure he's still the best. Yeah. So he's got a pretty big fucking ego on him. Sounds about right. Well, if you're the best, you're the best. He's the best around. For a reason. No, no one's, one's... going to keep him down. Oh, damn it. <laughs> he beat me to it. Uh, and then he has, uh, it's not his frenemy, it's more of a friend, is Ken. Yeah. Rival. Uh, there's a rival there. There's a respect there, though. Yeah. I don't think they hate each other. They're just very alike. Uh, right. is it, Ken it even says in his bio, he's his best friend. Aww. Greatest rival and former training partner from the U.S. Ryu's personal challenge that he took on was to get Ken back into fighting. Because mm. Ken was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to enter this whole World Warrior thing. Like, come on. Big deal. But he's kind of, I guess, lazy, and uh, they, they allude to the fact that he's uh, spending too much time with his fiance. Fucking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Knocking boots. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dick move on Ryu's part. Yeah. yeah. Like, like my buddy's see, getting late, I gotta stop. So it. I see you quit this uh this tournament because you're late and happy. Yeah. <laughs> Get back in here, you coward. Yeah. You used to be a good fighter. <laughs> yeah, I thought Ryu was a good dude. He's kind of Yeah, dead. now that I think about it. I'm glad I never played with him. Yeah, I never did either. We're gonna get into who we played with in yeah. a second. But then we have E Honda, sumo wrestler from Japan. His whole repu- his whole thing was to legitimize the sport of sumo as Real athletes and fighters. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got the thousand hand slap, mm-hmm. which is classic, mm-hmm. classic fighting move. Uh, and then you got the Brazilian mutant Blanca. Oh yes. Uh, he was raised in the jungle, and the only reason he joins the tournament is to learn more about his origins because he has no idea. Why would the tournament let him? Know? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the Shadow Organization money? did yeah, something. Yeah. You know what? I haven't watched the John Claude vehicle in a while. Probably should. Yeah, I think we all should. With Raul Homework. Julia, Zem Bison, rest in peace. Then we got Gully, the former U.S. Air Force Special Guile? Forces. Is that Guile? Gully? I always called him Guile. It might, might be Guile. Might be Guile, too. I don't know. I just read that. Maybe it was one of those words you read, and you're like, that's how it's... it's I mean, yeah. there is a word that's spelled that way called Guile, but maybe it's even spelled <laughs> differently, or said pronounced differently. Well, if you think I'm a fucking idiot saying it, Gully, go to the subreddit <laughs> and tell us all about it. Start a new thread. That's how you plug the subreddit. So then, uh, yeah, his whole thing was he was in the U- the Air Force Special Forces, and his whole thing is he wants to kill M. Bison, who defeated his friend pre the tournament named Charlie. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Uh, then you got one of the most iconic characters, Chun-Li. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, holy shit. Uh, she was an Interpol officer, and she didn't enter the tournament for any kind of like personal glory or anything like that. She just believes she can kick any dude's ass. <laughs> I'm not doing it justice. No, you sounded like 
oh, what's his name from Mortal Kombat doing the bicycle kick? Oh, well, Bruce Lee. Oh, Lee. What? Bruce Lee. Uh, uh, we Way? just talked about like, it. No, I don't even know. Anything. I don't remember. Yeah, whatever. Law. No, Law is from Tech. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> They're all getting mixed up in my head, man. Do you mind if I, I'm going to scroll it's back Lee. up, isn't it? It's got to be Lee. Yeah. Uh, Liu Kang. Luke Luke Jesus, <laughs> we should have known that. That's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, and then you got Zangief. Oh yeah, professional wrestler and sambo fighter from the Soviet Union, all really decked out in all the Soviet strength bullshit. Yeah. He's like the Red Guardian, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then you have Dalsim, the fire-breathing yoga master from India. Yeah, dude, he could stretch out his legs pretty fucking far. I used him all the time. Now he's now his whole story and his whole thing is that he's a pacifist. Mm-hmm. But he's entering the tournament to earn the money to help out people in poverty. So he may be the only good guy, good person, or the only person that doesn't want to prove their badass. Yeah. Uh, then uh, there are also other CPU exclusive, Ooh. which came out later. Those were the main fighting ones in the consoles, but later there was a PC version, and you could play as Balrog. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, who is the American boxer who was basically Mike Tyson? Yeah, I remember him. And uh, in Japan, they actually called him M Bison. Yeah. Which is interesting. Very confusing. Then you could also play as Vega. Oh, yeah. I remember him now, too. Uh, the, the claws. Yeah, the Spanish bullfighter with the claws right, and a unique right, style right. of ninjutsu. He could climb walls. Or could they all climb walls? No, I think no, there, was, there was one stage you could climb on the yeah. Yeah, you could, like, with Volvo. Flip off the wall and hit somebody and attack as Yeah, yeah Vega. he could like, jump backwards. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. And then you had Sagat, the Mai Tai kickboxer and former world warrior champion from the original Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Right on. And then M. Bison, obviously. But I, I remember... I truly don't remember if I just played Street Fighter 2. I think it was always Super Street Fighter 2. Maybe. And it was with all those characters in it. Yeah. Well, there were like 13 versions of Street Fighter (laughs) 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was like four before 2000. Yeah. Super Ultra Mega Street Fighter 2. Yeah, and I I guess they were just added characters and levels, really. I don't think they really fucked with any of the moves. No, they kept making money off it. Why would they? I think Bison was my favorite. Or Vault or... Vega. I liked using Vega or Dalsim. I think I enjoyed playing as Blanca. Blanca was fun, too. It was just fun, but I, I don't think he was my main guy. I think I played a lot as a Gully or Guile. Oh, yeah. I played a lot as yeah, him. You could cheese a lot with him. Sonic, boom, and then just duck in the kick. Yeah. And, like, the uppercuts. I mean, the uppercuts in a lot of these games are pretty fucking satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these, are, are. these are, like, where you jump in the air six feet, and the person jumps oh, yeah. 30 feet and hits the ceiling and flops down. <laughs> it's pretty great. I, I mean, I played this game to death. I played a lot of this one. So how many punches to the face would you give it? I mean, I, I know a lot of people are really into more current generation Street Fighter yeah. games. But, I mean, this this is a foundational fighting game here. Yes. So I got to give it a 10. I got to give it 10 punches <laughs> to the face. That's good. Had to be the best, didn't you? It, ha- it is. It right. has to be. Of all the games right. we talked about, mostly because I, I didn't play most all, of these. We've all, <laughs> we've all played this one. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, so that's all our fighting games. I mean, th- we left. I mean, there's tons of good ones still on the board. We might have to do another fighting game episode. Yeah, but we got these... a lot of episodes to do yet. <laughs> a lot of episodes, guys. Whole shitload of episodes. Uh, now, we're recording this way before this is going to air. So, next week, we're going to be... That's, next week's going to be the official start of season, or I guess year four. What are we calling it? Season? Season or year? four, yeah. Season, we'll do it like Fortnite, the coolest game in the world. Yeah. Hopefully not by the time this comes out. Guys, guys, come over here a sec. Come over here. Oh, so, so. Is Fortnite still cool? Uh, when we're recording this, I guess it's still a little cool. Yeah. Oh, but like, should I say Roblox or some bullshit? What are the kids into? <laughs> 
Minecraft's still big, huh? Is, I don't know. <laughs> All right, that's enough of this bit. <laughs> okay, okay, let's go. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah, so go play, like, Fortnite. It's just as cool as Fortnite. Season four of Fortnite. And wait, no. Season four of Plotty Time. <laughs> Regularly scheduled time next week, and we're going to be talking about a game that we, we're not going to spoil. No spoilers, no hints. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it when it gets yeah. downloaded. I mean, it's a long yeah. time coming. Oh yeah, you'll see it next week. So uh, that I guess that does it for us, guys. What do, yeah. you, what do you think? I guess you want to go rate, review, subscribe, do all that bullshit. All the usuals. You know what to do. You know what to do. You can order stuff. Plottytime.com. You can go to YouTube. Like a subscribe there really helps us out. Uh, tell your mom about YouTube. She loves us and Turkish towels. Uh, <laughs> so she'll love apply time Turkish towels. Like I said, you can buy Plottytime.com. That does it for us. So get out there, play some video games, don't trust Dr. Scientist, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.